All right, welcome to the Don't Start Business Podcast, episode five. You are joined by your host, ODI Productions and Kit Fatch. So well, on the, uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, real quick, on Don't Start Business Podcast, we actually encourage people to start a business, but start a good business and we discourage bad business practices. Awesome. So this week, actually, we are going to be going over a suggestion that we got from one of Odie's Passive Income Lifestyle students. So shout out to Johnny from Passive Income Lifestyle for the idea. Shout out Johnny. He's one of of the good students that we talked about in uh, the previous episode. Episode two. Yeah. Episode two, what not to do. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny. Honestly, ever since he joined the program, he's been such um, a blessing to the community, has always been super helpful. And he uh, requested that we talk about the topic today, uh, Kit, which is... Which is what was it like for you, Odie, to actually start a business and run a business first as a full-time student when you were at UCLA and second when you had a full-time job. So I think this is something on a lot of people's minds when they start is like, hey, how do how am I ever going to find the time to do it? You know, you mm-hmm. might see one of those like a day in the life of an entrepreneur in college and it's a lot of like cold showers and protein bars and <laughs> waking up at 4.30 and it just it looks like an amazing day. Uh, but we're going to kind of, we want to like dispel sort of the myths today and find out like what it actually was like and what it's actually going to take for you to get started right now. So Odie, just start, let's, let's take us back to when you first started it back in college. What, what was kind of like your day like when you, when you were starting out? Okay. I love this topic. So basically how to balance either a full-time job, you know, a nine to five or balance being a full-time student, but we'll start with the student first because that's what I first had to go through. Um, and trying to start a business or a side hustle while you're in college. So, you know, to take you guys back to when I was a student at UCLA and, you know, at the time I was, you know, I had already read The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. That's the book that really taught me, okay, you got to separate your time from money. So ever since I read that, I just kept in my mind, you know, thinking, how can I separate my time from money? What can I build, right? And the first thing that I learned how to build was a website. And so I was working on my first website, which is recordingnow.com, and that's the website focused on home recording, which is absolutely, you know, my passion, um, at least at the time. I have many passions, you know, today, including business, which is why we do this podcast. But, you know, at the time, it was all about home recording, producing hip-hop beats, um, and trying to get placements. And so, you know, for me, I was focusing on music and then I was trying to get this website off the ground while being a full-time college student you know um, I think it was like 12 credits per quarter uh, you know it's just it's just the you know typical full-time student things and you know basically it was like okay how can I be productive um, with my business while at the same time still staying afloat in school because you know it's hard to do two things at once you have to choose one over the other so for me back in college, it was trying to figure out time management, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, you know, for me, I was very bad with procrastination, super bad. Like with procrastination, I would start an essay at like 11 p.m. the night before it's due, uh, you know, and then with my business, I would I would have a to-do list, but I would put things off and some days I would just watch movies. Um, and, you know, I was young at the time, And so, you know, uh, there's a lot of learning to be done. But for me, you know, back in college, uh, I actually did develop a bit of a daily routine, which I put in the video. We did a video, it was zero to one million 
with affiliate marketing on YouTube. And I talked about my daily routine and I actually did start pretty early. You know, I started at 5 a.m. Um, that's something that I just learned. I think it was from Miracle Morning or it was just from, you know, I think I just learned that I need more time in the day. And, you know, you're not going to get more than 24 hours. So you're going to have to start just waking up earlier or staying up later. And so for me, I decided to experiment with waking up earlier, 5 a.m., is a great time because, you know, the world's still quiet, the roommates are still asleep, and it allowed me to get just an extra two hours in the day or so. So I would start, you know, 5 a.m. I would do some, you know, I would actually get a workout in like in the morning just to like get the day started, come back, go to class, and then I try and batch my classes. So you get to pick your classes. So I would just choose back-to-back classes and be done like by 12 noon. So I try and do it like... 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. and then just be done. Um, And then I would come home and that's when I start my second job, which is the business and working on the website and studying and, you know, testing Facebook ads and this and that. Um, So that was the schedule. It was like, okay, if I can get my school done in the morning and I wake up earlier so I can really get everything done by noon, maybe I'll have the rest of the day to work on my business, do homework. And, you know, usually still, even with that schedule, there was not enough time in the day to get done what you needed to get done. But, you know, um, for college, that's how it worked. I tried to batch my school work together and then I would work on my business and then last would be homework. So homework would actually be the last priority because I wasn't too, you know, concerned with getting that done. Um, But yeah, that's basically it. Uh, yeah, because you yeah. Need to, you need that mental energy. Like if you did the homework, like right when you got back, and then like if you put the thing you want to be a priority, like your business, to the back, mm. you're not going to have the energy anymore. Like if you had done your homework right when you got back, you'd been like, well, technically I still have four hours, but your mental energy would have just been completely zapped by True. having to do all that homework. It would be Netflix and video game time <laughs> after that homework gets done. There's no, yeah, you're you're completely right. It's all about your priorities. And for me, my priority was show up to class or else, you know, I'm going to fail because they take attendance. And then it would be the business because that's the real priority on my mind. Um, everyone else, you know, I felt kind of jealous of everyone because if their only priorities were like go to school and then do homework and do well, like it would be pretty easy, you know, uh, not to discredit anybody. But, <laughs> you know, for me, I was just like, I have to go to class then I have to work on this business. Then I still have to do homework and get it done. So it was, you know, it was not easy at all. And it was not, you know, looking back, it's like I'm, I'm thankful, but like it was not easy and it wasn't always fun or glamorous as it people make it out to be on YouTube. So, you know, it was it was a grind. There's no other way to <laughs> there's no other way to describe it. It was like just a grind. We- I like what you said about like looking at other people. It's the same like if you ever played like a sport or something like in high school or college and you you have to go to practice and no one else does. And you're like, man, you get to be done at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And you really mm-hmm. like like with the business, like no one is going to quite understand what you're doing because they'll want to mm. hang out. They'll want to, you know, do something fun. So you got to kind of push yourself through that, which I think, you know, you did when your roommates or whatever want to party. You would still, you know, keep keep pushing through on the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big shift that happened um, for me in my life because when I, you know, when I was at uh, UCLA, I actually ended up joining this fraternity for a little bit. It was short lived, Um, but I joined it because I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have the real college experience. 
And, you know, within two weeks, I was just over it. I was just like, okay, this is great and all, but like, this is not what I want to do with my life. Like I want, I really want to, you know, work on things that are meaningful and, you know, just socializing and partying and stuff is fun. But to me, I just, I already saw the end game and was like, okay, but this is just going to be, you know, it's not going to lead to anything really. So I, I ended up, uh, you know, leaving that fraternity and then I was working on just business stuff. So when you, you know, when you say sacrifice, it really means like you got to prioritize and you have to say no to a lot of things. Uh, I think Steve Jobs said that like focus is about saying no to a thousand things and then saying yes to like one thing. So, you know, some people are not totally cut out to do that. Um, you know, some people they, they, they wouldn't be able to sacrifice and I seen it in college like few people around me were willing to really sacrifice. Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll talk about, they want to do this, yeah. they want to do that, but then they won't do it. You know? So it's simple as that sometimes, um, you know? So that was, yeah, for me, when I think about college, I think about sacrifice. That's like the key yeah. word that describes it. Cause especially when everyone around you, you know, is partying and stuff like that. That's a, that's a completely different environment. And then switching to when you actually got your full-time job, was that, was it easier what, building your business when you had a full-time job? Was it harder than school? What was what was sort of your experience with that? Oh, yeah. So basically, you know, we've discussed college. Now, the next phase is where I actually had a nine-to-five job, you know, a full salary job. Um, I would drive downtown San Diego to uh, the office, and I would go into this office every day. I'd work literally, you know, nine-to-five, just your typical. Um, and, you know, I would just do 40 hours a week and uh, you know, so I've I've had the experience working in sort of that corporate environment. Um, and, you know, at first I was really excited about it because it was nice to get like a steady income, especially after just working on my business. Um, but then it just really kind of soured, you know, quickly because I started to realize that, you know, even though you're getting paid and this and that, if you don't enjoy your work and you don't, you know, I, I liked my coworkers, but like, I didn't really, you know, there, there came a point where it was just like, I'm not enjoying the work I'm doing. It's not fulfilling. Um, I do love who I work with. So that's one of the things that kind of kept me in there for a little bit. But there comes a certain point where, you know, for me, so I was at the time, uh, recording now was built up to a full-time income or almost a full-time income actually when I was working there. Um, and then I, I made the goal that if I can reach my salary like if it can just match my salary i will quit that was my goal so you know basically i you know was working and then i got really close so i surpassed the three thousand dollars per month mark with recording now and then i actually got fired not too long after that so it wasn't quite when i reached my goal um and then what happened was i got fired but then you know what's crazy is within three months after that uh, I I hit my dream goal of ten thousand a month three months after getting fired. But it's like, you know, at, at the time, um, if I did not have built up that side hustle, uh, on you know, uh, in my off hours, so I worked nine to five, and then the schedule would be like I would wait around um, for traffic to die down from downtown, and then I would drive home, and I'd be home at 7, sometimes 7.30, uh, and then I would start working, or I'd eat dinner and then start working, then i have to go to bed around pretty much like 10.30 or 11, because I'm just tired, I have to wake up at 6 the next day or earlier. Um, so 
for for yeah that when i was working was interesting just because you know for you know i think i worked for just like seven months which doesn't seem that long but you know it was uh it was an experience that taught me that you really have to want it so I, I talked about my second job, like when I was in school, it, when I was working, I looked back at school and was like, oh my God, I actually had it so good back then. Like go to class and be done by 12 PM. Like that was the, that was the time to be honest. I look back, I'm just like, oh shoot. Now I, you know, I come home at seven and after a real day of work, school is, I don't know, to me, it wasn't really like that much work. I mean, yeah, it was stressful, finals, exams, papers, um, having to sit in class and stuff is boring is, you know, it's like torture. But when I look back compared to the job, I was like, oh my God, when I was in school, I, I had no responsibilities almost like, you know, all I had to do was go to class. So I, I look back and when you compare it, that's when you start to realize, but you can't do that in the moment. You know, I feel like things always fit to like the current situation. Like you kind of like, you know, whatever the time constraint or time limit you have, you stretch it out. So like if you have four hours of free time, you waste four hours of free time. Yeah. Or if you only have two hours and two hours. So, you know, that's how I see the, the you know, the full-time job versus uh, school. Full-time job was way harder. But at the same time, I got way more results because when you only have, let's say, three, two or three hours at night, and it's after a long day of work, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're going to make sure that you get something done. Because if you don't, nothing's going to change the next day. And then the next day after that, you know, you have to like sacrifice something right now. So for me, I would start working that second job, which is my side hustle, which is my business, right when I come home from work. And so, you know, there's little time, there's no time for socialization, for dawdling, straight up had to be go into your second job, your second shift. And then thankfully, if I had not worked on that business as um, sort of like, you know, if I wasn't as, um, what's the word? Like, uh, I was definitely, yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely like kind of rushed to get this done for, you know, kind of putting that urgency on myself. And if I had not done that, if I had gone fired and I hadn't built this income source up to match my income, uh, you know, my salary, then I would be left with, with no income and then no, no business. So, you know, that would have been terrible, but thankfully, because I was sacrificing all those nights, you know, by the time I did get fired and laid off, I was ready. You know, my business was ready so that if I were to transition to full time, which is what I did immediately, you know, the next day, the next week, then I, I would be able to grow that and expand that and scale that business further. But hey, if I was still stuck at that zero dollars per month and like I, I hadn't been making progress, I hadn't been working on my craft then I would really be in a bad spot. So I'm very thankful that that, that situation happened the way it did because it could have been, you know, it could have been so much worse. Yeah, and I think a lot of people too will say like, well, if only I didn't have a job, I'd get the work done. But you can't wait until you don't have a job. Mm. Like, hey, I'm going to save up money and then I'm just going to go for it. But that that's a really rough transition to make. Whereas if you take mm. the time, like you'll be tired, but at least you can get up in the morning being like, hey, the work, I'm tired because I'm doing work for me. I'm not doing work for my company. I'm doing mm, work for mm -hmm. me. Every extra dollar I make goes right into my pocket. Like you kill yourself, like work an extra 10 hours a week and maybe you get a 2% raise at the end of the year. Like that's not mm -hmm. worth it. 
you know, so at least the work you're putting in is for you. And I think you'll notice like the times in my life where I've been doing something on the side with a creative project or something like that. You notice that you're just so much happier than the people mm. around you. Like when I yeah. worked at like a restaurant, a lot of the people around me, it was just like drinking or drugs just because like that was all they had to look forward to after work was like going to the bar. But if you mm -hmm. had any kind of little thing that you were doing on the side, you felt better. You didn't get kind of like dragged into that depressive spiral because you could be like, hey, I don't like where I'm at right now, but I'm actually doing something about it. And that alone is enough to to help keep pushing you forward sometimes, even though it is exhausting and things like that. That is such a great point. I think the first thing I want to say is excuses. Like people always, I, I always get those comments and those messages. Oh, if only I didn't have a full-time job or if only I didn't have these obligations. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you can either make these excuses or you can change your life. You know, you can't do both. If you're just going to make excuses, nothing's going to change. And so, you know, for me, I could have made excuses all day. I mean, I had plenty of things, you know, I'm too tired. I'm exhausted. I just got back from my job, you know, this and that and easily turn on Netflix and just, you know, turn my brain into mush. But, you know, I, I don't know, something in me at the time was just like, no, you have to do this or else nothing's going to change. But, you know, what you said was so interesting because when I think about the fun times of my business, I actually do think that when I would come home and work on, let's say, a headphone review, I would film it, I would write the script, I would do the voiceover, I would do everything. Um, I would literally make every single part of the video, the thumbnail, I would write a blog post, the script, I'd put it on my website, I did everything, um, you know, filming, editing, voiceover, and for me, that actually was the fun times, uh, sometimes staying up till uh, midnight with a big light in my room um, for lighting on my uh, video reviews. And it would look like it's daytime, but it's actually, it would be like midnight um, in my room. And that was actually the fun times, to be honest with you. Sometimes it was stressful. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I really wanted to just punch my computer or my camera because it was, it, you know, times like you'll look at the clock, you'll be like, I'm tired. It's midnight. Why am I doing this? This light is extremely hot. It's making the room warm. Um, like there's a, you know, I, I still remember moments like that. But like when you talk about fun, that was fun for me because I would come in to work the next day, talk to my friends who we actually work with one of them today. Shout out to Connor. And, um, you know, I would tell him about what I was working on and he was, you know, super interested in my, in my side hustle, my business, really proud of the, you know, he, he really hugged me up cause he'd be like, um, Hey, this guy, look at this guy's headphone review. He just got like free headphones, like this and that. Um, and basically that was the fun times, which is weird because, you know, I said that work made school seem like easy, but like when it, when I think of what was actually fun for me, was when I was working, coming home, working on that second job, working, you know, till late night, tired, but getting it done. And that feeling of accomplishment is worth, like, that's the best feeling in the world. Like to, you know, to really go after something and to grind for it and then to earn it, like to earn that sweat, you know what I mean? And just to really like um, put in the work and then just be able to go to bed at night just knowing, okay, I did everything I could today. Now, you know, I'm tired. Um, and I'm asleep and then I'm going to look forward to tomorrow. The worst days on the flip side are the ones where you lay your head in bed and you're like, I could have done more or I didn't get done what I needed to get done. That's the worst feeling to me.
you know, especially if you had the opportunity, like you had the free time, but you're like, whatever it is, procrastination, maybe you were watching movies, Netflix, maybe you're hanging out with friends, maybe you just got distracted, you're on forums all day, you were, you know, browsing the internet. Um, the worst days are when, you know, you go to bed and you're like, damn it, I really could have done more. Um, because you're not gonna get that day back. So, you know, for me, it's like every day needs to be like the best day possible is when you're like, wow, I did everything I could and more. And now I have earned, you know, my sleep. So and I think that helps to defeat shiny object syndrome, too, is because like you you took something from concept to finishing no matter how hard it was. Mm. And then you get to see mm. like I think the first time you get to see like, wow, something I did is making me money. It's a really like powerful feeling because it doesn't matter how little it is it's like oh i did that and i like put value out into the world and that sale for five dollars validates it you know yeah yeah when you do it with your own two hands that's what makes it exciting because you know again when we contrast with like just a typical job where you don't really get rewarded you know for the work you do then that obviously that can be such a disconnect but when you're working on your business and you know you're doing fulfilling work you do it you see the results like the fruits of your labor your labor almost instantly and then if money happens to come with that then that just makes it even better because now you're getting paid to do something you love and you enjoy and you're fascinated by and it's a passion of yours like that's that's true happiness right there that's what you know everyone should really strive for rather than just a paycheck or a number yeah i think that's i think it's 100 percent true and for people what would you tell people like say johnny who has you know a full-time job they're trying to do this do you is it you know, were you always just super disciplined about things? And it's like, well, if I'm not a disciplined person, it's hopeless. Or can you can you learn that over time? Can you get better at that? Oh, it's definitely a learnable, you know, skill or mindset. Uh, and it's a habit. It's just a learnable habit. I had the worst procrastination in college. I was the worst, honestly. Like, I would push things off till the very, 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 very last minute. And again, if the paper was due tomorrow morning, I'd start at... 11 a 11 p.m or midnight the night before like i i was the worst um and then not just school but business too you know i talk about school uh you know it's okay to kind of put those things off because if school's not your priority then then okay but if your business excuse me is your priority then you know you can't afford to procrastinate because here's what happens you're the boss and if you procrastinate there's no one to stop you you know uh, if you take the day off and you're like, oh, I'm just going to watch Harry Potter all day, which I did a lot of times <laughs> in college. Um, you know, if you want to take the whole day off and it's, you know, it's winter, it's December and you're feeling in this holiday mood and you just want to watch Harry Potter one through seven, you know, back to back, then, um, you know, you could totally do that. And then the thing is you don't get penalized for it because you're the boss. And so that's one of the problems with, your business is there's no one to tell you, hey, this is due today or this is due tomorrow by 10 a.m. Nobody except for you. So like if you don't, you know, kind of get yourself, you know, shaped up to get work done in a in a meaningful timeline, no one is going to force you to. Whereas with jobs and with school, what's nice is there's deadlines and with deadlines, you get it done. By, you know, by hook or by crook, you get the work done. Uh, sometimes by just pure magic or just bullshitting, you put together that paper and you submit it to turnitin.com. But like with your business, there is nobody telling you, 
what to do or when to do it. So it's when we say discipline, you know, I read the one thing by Gary Keller, uh, you know, fantastic book. I think he said something along the lines of, you know, it's not really discipline. It's more so are you doing the important things and putting energy into getting like that one big thing done? Because you can be undisciplined, but when it comes time to get to do your work and to, you know, perform, if you can just show up for that one moment and to get that one thing done that you're really getting paid to do, then you can be as undisciplined as you want and you can still succeed. So I think there's some truth to that. Obviously, discipline is so, you know, I think discipline overall is crucial. Like you you have to be able to, you know, get healthy habits every single day. You have to stick to a good routine, a healthy routine and schedule and work schedule. And you have to get uh, work done on a daily basis. So yeah, that's discipline. But you know, what he said about you don't need to be super strict and you just need to make sure that you get the important things done uh, by any means. I think there's truth to that, too, because to be honest, I was still watching the Harry Potter, you know, marathons uh, while I was working and I was still getting good work done because as we learned, it's not about the hours you work. It's about the value you create. So if it only takes me one hour to make an amazing video like review that gets hundreds of thousands of views and gets hundreds of sales and it only took me one hour. But the truth is, okay, those reviews took me like probably four or six hours, if not more. They took me days. But like, let's say it took you an hour, right? Um, and you get paid for that hour for months and years to come, then technically you don't need to be super disciplined because you don't need to do that like every single hour of the day. You just have to do it once a day. If you do it once a day, that's seven videos a week, which is just, I never hit uh, that kind of productivity or production. But yeah, look at that. You know, one one a day, one hour a day, if you add it up, it compounds and that it can be, it, it could be crazy asymmetrical in terms of the results you get, the money you earn, and then the actions or the time that you put in. So that's why I love about online businesses that can scale. That's why I love affiliate marketing because you do something once, whether it's one website, one piece of content, one product, and you can earn from that for, you know, basically as long as you can maintain it, like till infinity pretty much. So, and yeah. I, I liked what you said mm-hmm. about um, sort of, you know, not about the hours you work, but the value you create because I think when you come home after a long day of work, and instead of going, I'm going to work three hours, which could seem insurmountable, like, oh, my God, that's already going to be 11 o'clock or whatever. But if you're like, hey, after work, I'm going to, you know, finish the layout for my website, you'll be excited because it's a it's a task. You can see a finish line and you'll feel closer to it. And you might even spend four hours on it because you mm. got engrossed in it. And it'll make it a little bit easier because there is an end date. Like I've always my whole life hated when people are like, we're going to do this for eight hours. I'm like, can I just have a task to do? Because even if it takes me longer, I'd rather know when I'm done than have to just mindlessly put in hours. Yeah, that's a that's such a great point. Um, yeah, again, it's not about the hours you work. And it's all about getting into the flow. And I've been reading this book about the flow, like literally like the science behind the flow. I forgot the name of the book. It's something about, you know, something about finding Superman or discovering Superman. And it was looking at these action um athletes who like let's say people who do big wave surfing they surf like these 50 foot waves and you could literally die if something goes wrong and people have um and they're trying to study how do you get into that state where you're so sort of like um in the zone 
that you make decisions that perhaps you've never even done that move before, but that move just basically kept you alive or saved your life. In some cases like free soloing, you know, the climbing without the robe, that you're going to have to be in the flow like the entire time or you die, basically. So they're, they're looking into it. And then essentially, you know, from what I read, I don't think I even finished the book yet. Um, th- these people, they, they almost go unconscious uh, a certain part of their brain turns off and then they almost rely on instinct um, and they train so hard that they have these habits built up where they do know you know what to do even if like let's say they don't have a plan they, they know how to react to the situation because they're a master of their you know sport or their craft and so a certain part of them just goes unconscious and doesn't think and doesn't overthink because if you overthink you might make a mistake because if you're on that mountain, right, and you don't have a rope and you start to get anxious, <laughs> you know, you you cannot afford to freak out at that moment. You have to stay cool. You have to stay calm or else you die. So, you know, not to not to make it so extreme, <laughs> but like with business, you know, sometimes it's good to kind of turn off that voice in your head that doubts you. And that, that's actually part of the um, science is that there is a part of your brain that is self-doubt and it second guesses your every move. And I've seen people who they, that part of their brain is a little bit too loud. It's a little bit too turned up. They're always second guessing everything they're doing and questioning, oh, you know, that's not going to work, this and that. So the people who can turn that off and just go forward and take action, those are the people who are going to be able to, you know, see success and just be able to rise above the the self-doubt, the negativity, the negative self-talk that we all do. So, yeah. Um I- I think that's really good because I, I think we when we touched on this uh, in that episode about sort of students is people having a lot of self-doubt, even just like, hey, picking a niche, they pick a niche. And it's one of the biggest things we always tell people is like, it doesn't matter. Just pick a niche that you know something about or passionate about. You can be successful with any niche. And then they'll second guess that and kind of stop themselves on the first you know, first step, they won't even just take that step and they'll start second guessing like, oh, maybe I should have done that niche or this niche uh, instead of just taking the ball, running with it and pushing forward because mm. that's when you're really going to see those results. I love that analogy of, you know, running with the ball, pushing forward, just go- going, you know what I mean? Because if you hesitate, that's where you get stuck and that's where things can go bad. But if you just almost act on instinct at a certain point, because the truth is you don't need to know everything. The The people who struggle are people like me back then who, you know, you're kind of a perfectionist and everything has to be perfect and you have to see the whole path in front of you. The problem is for people like us, you know, you end up not doing anything because you're so focused on, I need every single piece of the puzzle uh, lined up before I take action. That's not how business works. Like business is really like, you know, a path is laid one stone at a time. So you have to do things step by step and you have to do things problem by problem. If you don't know how to do something, you learn that step and then you move on to the next one. And if you don't know how to do that, you learn how to do that as well. So, you know, it can't be like, oh, I need to learn X, Y, Z, um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like before I even start, because then you're never going to start. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you take a full class on how to run the perfect Facebook ad and your website's not set up, you, you know, it's kind of a wasted skill for the time being. Mm, yeah, because you can't act upon it. And Elon Musk said that the best way to learn something is instead of reading about how a screw, uh, how a screwdriver works or how a wrench works, just you know have a problem where you need a screwdriver and then um, just you know try turning it yourself and seeing how it works and then learning that way. So 
I think that's some great advice. And that that is literally um, sort of removing this backwards mentality of like, okay, I need to learn it first, and then I do. It's more like do first and then learn from the experience. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the worst happens with your business. Hey, you didn't get any website traffic. You didn't, you didn't fall off the cliff. You just, okay, now you actually have concrete data you can work with. If you take all the time mm. to plan out what's the perfect piece of content, but you're not getting any data to know, was that landing page ineffective or was that just in my head? And But you, if you're doing it, you're creating a website, you're creating content, then you can get data on what's actually working and what's not working. Exactly. Take that first step, like literally just open up that Google Doc, start writing that script. If it's a voiceover or video, start hitting record, start, you know, you can always go back and fix the mistakes. That's the beauty of editing. You know, you can like not be perfect in your content and then go back and proofread and make a new revision or iteration. So if you're writing, you know, your first draft is terrible, then you can go back, you can clean it up and make it better. But you can't start that process of improvement if you don't start with some sort of core piece of content to to begin with. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's true. And I think that's what we always try and push to people, like, just get started. I know it kind of can sound like a broken record, but, like, domains are cheap, websites are cheap. And even if you have a full-time mm. job, just doing anytime I've had a situation like that and I've just done something every day, it's made such a huge difference. And I'm sure, Odie, you would say that all that work and all those long nights are 100% worth it when you started getting the payoff of all that work you put in. Oh, man. I mean, it's not, it's no question, you know, uh, looking back at the sacrifice and this and that, you know, it's just, I, at the end of the day, very fortunate to be in the place that I'm in. Um, it wasn't easy by any means, and it required a lot of sacrifice. And, you know, I use that word. And I use that word because when I think in those college years, you know, some good times, but a lot of sacrifice. So, you know, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. So um, that obviously was, you know, sacrifice is not meant to be glamorous. It's not meant to be fun, but it happened and it happened for, you know, for a better future. And thankfully, I'm living that future today. It is really, you know, exciting and fulfilling just to be able to do the work that I do. And I'm so happy to be in this position when I even get comments on YouTube that are thanking me for my, you know, my videos and just for the content and for the value. It kind of blows my mind that like, I became that person that can give value, you know, at that scale. It, it blows my mind because I'm the guy who didn't even want to be on camera ever, you know. And with recording now, I never was, not one time. So to be a person who kind of, you know, I, I, I grew and I developed from working behind the scenes and being really scared of the world or just scared to share myself to someone who is now creating content, connecting with people on a daily basis and working with so many wonderful students and helping them grow their businesses and then const constantly, you know, pushing forward and, you know, not just creating content, but working on my own business. And just every day is like a new day in terms of like, I learn a new lesson. I learn a new skill. I work on my craft and there's nothing else on planet earth I'd rather be doing, um, than this. So that's how, you know, that's how you know that, uh, you're in a good spot. So yeah. All and right. And I just also want to give another shout out to Johnny for the for the topic idea. And I want to remind people that if you have a topic idea or a question, throw that in the in your review of the podcast because we love looking through those. We love finding oh, um, yes. ideas. And you know, don't worry if you think it's a dumb question or not. Hey, we can decide that and just put it <laughs> put it down there. And more than likely, it'll probably be something that's on a lot of other people's minds, and that maybe mm -hmm. 
Odie or I didn't think about before. And then someone brings it up and we're like, hey, that's an awesome topic. And then you get your question answered, get a shout out on the podcast. And it's a it's a great way to interact with the community. Facts. Yeah, guys. So if you want to, you know, leave a review, it means the world to us. We read each and every single review and we get them delivered to our uh, inbox. So, you know, we see them pop up and it honestly just makes my entire day. Uh, You know, I can't even describe again, those comments on YouTube and then seeing reviews on the podcast, things like that. You know, they really just inspire me to keep doing because sometimes, you know, sometimes I wonder like, you know, is, is the work I'm doing, is this really what I should be doing? But then when I get that kind of feedback and it, it, you know, the validation that it helps someone in some way, that's how I know that, you know, whatever we're working on right now, it really is something that is given back to the community. It's very valuable, um, to people and that, you know, that really, uh, keeps, keep us, uh, keeps us going. So, um, yeah, if you have any suggestions on topics you want us to talk about, again, shout out to Johnny for such a great topic today. Um, you know, this is such a big topic. How do you balance a nine to five and, you know, work with a side hustle? And that's something I've, I have a lot of experience going through both as a student and as a full-time nine to five worker. So, you know, I think this is a great topic to talk about and I can't wait for what future topics are to come. All right. So once again, thank you all for listening. Leave a review in the comments if you have any uh, feedback. And soon enough, we'll uh, we'll be back in your feed again. We're going to do this every week. So looking forward to the next episode. All right. I hope to see you guys next week. Peace.